It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. The phones are ringing. Don't pick them up. That's right. We're back. It is episode three of Don't Go to the Phones. Uh, we apologize for the long absence. Um, actually, one of us, and it's not me, has had some exciting personal news. Um, my esteemed partner, Trevor, who's here laughing, he oh. got his PhD. So congrats to him. Thank uh, you. He is now a real doctor and not one of the fake doctors who helps people. So um, th- yeah, now that that's I'm, sort of all behind us, we're hoping to kind of pick it back up and get a little bit more into that because God knows the takes are flying and, and we need to make sure that we all stay off the phones. Uh, Trevor, how you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, I um, it, it took a little uh, willpower to stay away from uh, a bunch of Dak Prescott um, uh, takes and, uh, you know, Carson Wentz memes uh, to finish my dissertation, but I was able to stay off my phone for a full two hours while I talked to my committee, and uh, now I am uh, the kind of doctor that forces you to call me doctor in casual conversation. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm glad that you uh, that you didn't take time away from uh, defending your dissertation just to tweet out a thing that says Fred Shirt Reshman. So... Um, <laughs> I mean, it's been, been my trivia name for a while, and uh, nobody says it right. Everybody thinks it's like something they're like Fred Shirt Reshman, and <laughs> well, you, it's pretty embarrassing for them. Yeah, I mean, they're they're just being nice to people who might have an Asian name. <laughs> it's the esteemed physicist Fred Shirt Reshman. Um. Anyway, uh, so we're back, uh, and that's right. It's a Dak Prescott episode. I'm just kidding. It's not a Dak Prescott episode kill me um we are here yeah i mean the eagles season it's about half over give or take 
they've been doing pretty well, I think. You know, I've I've certainly been happy with it. I think for the most part, it's been fun. Um, you know, we're having a good time. We're watching the game. Sometimes things go our way. Sometimes they haven't. I think that what we've seen here through the first half of the season is that they're sort of starting to identify uh, sort of, uh, sorry, sort of start, starting to solidify a bit of an identity, you know, built up front, uh, offense is, you know, not explosive and we will thankfully spare you from the millionth hour of discussion about why the offense is not explosive. But, um, it's been sort of interesting to see how people have come to cope with the, the coaches in particular. I think it's, I think it's interesting, but you know, the players as well. And, and I guess, um, the thing we wanted to get into, because man, people have been heated, and I, and that's totally fine. People get real mad. I mean, yeah, and if you don't get mad about sports, what will you get mad about? You know, so God only knows. But um, I, you know, I think that uh, it's been sort of interesting to see how everybody's been been handling the ups and downs, and you know, the the flashes that this team shows, and the flashes that you know, obviously Carson Wentz shows, the stuff that Doug Peterson does, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, just uh, kind of, uh, well, what do you think? What's your read on things, Trevor? So, I mean, I'm I'm kind of the same as you. I, I think it's been really fun. At, you know, it, it's hard for me sometimes to separate the frustration from the fun, uh, particularly when, you know, like back during the, um, the Lions game and particularly the Dallas game, you know, those are just tough games to feel happy about, you know, towards the end. Um, you know, the games and, you know, I've been listening to BGN radio, even as I've been finishing my dissertation and I've heard, you know, you guys have been talking All about right, it. We get it. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I mean, look, it's, <laughs> you sound like my dad. God. Some of us. Yeah. Well, while I was, while I was helping the world, I, you know, I am flick on <laughs> BGN nation, BGN nation. That's what you're called. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, I, you know, you guys have covered like in depth and well, the kind of, disappointment those games were and how hard it was to kind of enjoy those games. But, you know, now that we're, I think by the time the Falcons game happened, um, I was able to watch it with a bunch of people, a bunch of family members, and, you know, they all reacted really badly to the ups and downs. And by this point, really, like, to me, the ups and downs of the Falcons game were, like, totally fine. You know, anything sort of feels like house money at this point. Um, I'm not really all that invested in, like, you know, are the Eagles, like, really the third best team or is that just DVOA talking you know honestly it's just been kind of a fun season um I hate watching the offense a lot of times but mostly that's just because it drops uh, otherwise it's just been kind of enjoyable yeah and the drops have been killer I mean every time they they seem fit to uncork one you know the play calls right the throw is right everything and oh. then and yeah I don't really want to get into it if you want to go look at Jimmy's article set to uh, the Beastie Boys, his his video, twenty four drops in sixty three seconds or whatever. It is horrible. It's really um, good. Though. The video is really good though. It is, and it, and it is also really really bad. But um, it's like I don't know, videos of people falling over or whatever. I mean, it is. It's actually it's a lot like videos of people falling over. Well, it's but, like um, a, it's like one of those videos you we used to be only be able to find on like Rotten dot com where. You know, yeah, guys, like, world. Yeah, 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 like a soldier gets his head chopped off by a rotor blade on a like a helicopter or whatever. Um, right, or that guy who can't sing but thinks he can. Yeah, yeah. Really, maybe more like the second one than the first one. <laughs> yeah, this guy thinks he can use his hands, but he can't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and and you know, takes have been flying. Um, of course. People, you know, they crawl out of the woodwork and then they go right back away. I'm guilty of this. 
whatever, you know, to say like it's a problem. But look, I don't think that you'll find I think everybody will agree that at this point that that the weapons are the problem. And and I think that more even broadly than that, that we sort of at this point, we know kind of what the team is, um, which isn't to say that the team can't grow. But, you know, it's not like these areas of weakness are going to suddenly become areas of strength overnight. You know, the passing game is always going to, it's going to, it's definitely going to suffer. You know, the pass defense, it's going to be tough. I mean, they, they were already thin at cornerback and then Ron Brooks goes down and then, you know, McKelvin, he gets hurt and he comes in and out and he was never all that good to begin with. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just not, it's not a great, it's not a great situation. And so I think at this point, um, one of the things that's been sticking out to me the most is that people like, I mean, yeah, and it's fine, but people are really wishing that this team was, was kind of different. And (laughs) I get that, but like, it's also kind of like, yeah, I mean, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. You know, I wish, I wish Leotis McKelvin was a baller. Like these are the sorts of things. I wish he hadn't dropped that game ceiling interception. Dak Prescott in the Dallas game, but that would have been nice if he didn't drop that. That would have been really good, but here we are. So, um, I guess it's been uh, uh, people are flailing a little bit, and that's fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to like do the call out thing or like stop it, but you know, it just got me kind of thinking. Like, uh, there is this sort of prevailing attitude, right? That that um, the fans are the bosses, you know. Sure. In other yeah. words, the, that's the, where um, the bottom line is. Yeah, that that you know, we pay their salary. We don't, uh, but you know, we pay their salary. The TV companies pay their salary. Um, you mean my well, you know, we pay their sal- don't pay the salary? They don't get <laughs> yeah. the money directly from my shirtsy. Yeah, the one that I got on on Amazon from Shirts Direct. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, but and you know, neither of us buy, buy tickets. That's the joke, people. But um, we can't you know, it's, it's sort of. The sort of thing like, uh, you know, I'm sure we've all had bad jobs. I don't know. Trevor, you ever, you ever had a bad job? Uh, yeah, I've had a bad job. Uh, you know, I, I let me think of my worst job. You know, I, I think my worst job was probably um, not such a bad job in and of itself, but my boss was kind of weird. Um, I, uh, I detailed limos for a while and uh, oh, my man. boss was – yeah, right? <laughs> no, I was really good at it. Uh, it's the thing <laughs> if they can see you now <laughs> I know no really I, I was I would make those limos shine uh, it was like new cars uh, but but like really long yeah right <laughs> they weren't that long they were just town cars but the, um, my boss was, was weird like he just he paid me under the table all the time he had tax problems obviously uh, he um and like he fired me because he accused me of like reading on the job or something like that. It was it was like a weird situation. So that's always stuck in my craw a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think about um when I uh, I got out of college and I got uh, my first job and it was like an IT job at a law firm downtown. Um, and if any of you work at that law firm, shouts to you. <laughs> but anyway, um, there, shout the, out. It's funny because the woman who hired me, as soon as I got there, took her about four days before she was like, 
I got to get this guy fired. I have no <laughs> idea really what I did to this to this lady other than like, I mean, the first couple of days I got there, I was literally just making copies. My hands were like dry and cracked and raw from handling so much like hot paper covered in toner. And like, it was just, it was just a terrible setup. Eventually the job sort of moved beyond that. But this, this woman like never really forgave me because my, my collating was in the wrong edge of the paper. Or God only knows. I, if that woman's out there listening, I, I hope she's, has an upset stomach. Wow. But, um, wow. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hi, John, Gail. edit that out. Hi, Gail. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, like, like, so, so this is the sort of thing, right? Like, uh, you know, you get these jobs and you, you don't know what, you, you know, you don't know what's going on. I certainly didn't know what was going on. I was just a kid, but yeah, it's just thinking like one of the things that was good about that was, okay, so Gail, she was not my boss. She was my coworker. She was involved in the hiring process because they were also hiring a new boss for the both of us. Mm-hmm. And the new boss who came in, you know, she was sort of getting the lay of the land, but she was all right. You know, she was she was like kind to me at times. And, you know, a lot of times the instructions she gave to me were like very, very unclear. I'll still remember meeting with her time and time again. And she's like, what aren't you understanding? Just do this. And so I do that. And she'd be like, no, what aren't you getting? I don't know. Maybe this doesn't make me sound very good. Trust me, I'm an excellent worker. No, but, I mean, um, it's all sounds like it's all sounds like you could turn into a very erotic story very quickly. Um, no I mean just like just move a couple things around and this becomes a much different story everyone was a Russian (laughs) so um, (laughs) if you ever worked in IT in Philly you know everybody's Russian yeah um, where you were working at WikiLeaks LLC (laughs) something like that (laughs) topical humor yeah so we um, I don't know and and so it just got me thinking like, all right, so Eagles fans are the players' bosses. And I think back, you know, really the only boss I've had, I guess, apart from my advisor now in, in grad school, you know, the only boss I had was this woman and she was she was really great. And and I got to say, I'm glad she didn't act like a lot of Eagles fans. It got me thinking, you know, mm. uh, all right, so, so what makes a good boss? So, you know, I don't know if you have ever used this. It's called Google. Uh, if you type in weird. how to be a good boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go to Google, it's with two Gs. Uh, if you go to Google.com uh, okay, and type right. in how to be a good boss, the very first article that comes up is something on this great web page called WikiHow where they get all the finest minds from around the around the world, really, to come in and weigh in on, on different things, including like how to reduce employee turnover. I'm just looking here. How to cope with death. Uh, how to um, – I don't know. How to fry an egg. I bet that's on there. But, you know, it's just supposed to be, you know, how to oh, – uh, hey, how, uh, how to tie a noose. Right, sure. Yeah. How do I mean um, that's who doesn't need that? How to how to get more safety help over the top? Um, so <laughs> I, thought, I figured we, I figured we go through here. We got we got twelve steps on how to be a good boss. I figured we go through here and we could talk about whether or not we think that Eagles fans and and Eagles social media is uh, uh, you know meets this requirement or not. So right. um, I'll just read it out to you and you can tell me. You know, we can, maybe we can go back and forth, but. Uh, I'll just read one to you and you can tell me if you think that Eagles fans really meet this criteria. Uh, did you know what? I actually used that weird site you told me about, that Google site. Um, uh-huh. First off, let me say that seems like a really, really useful site. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised people aren't talking about it more. And uh, It's the hottest site that's out there. <laughs> well, not the hottest app that's out there. Um, but the <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> I've actually I've actually pulled up the same article because Google was able to help me sync with you. Um, mm-hmm. Did you know that Google's free, Matt? Yeah, it is totally one hundred percent free. If anybody asks to charge you for Google, you tell them to get lost. Well, you know what? You don't have to pay uh, any sort of fees on Google if you go to google.com/phones. Um, 
right now Google is offering a promo code, um, free Google for an undisclosed period of time if you go to google.com slash phones. Yeah, just click on the microphone and enter the promo code phones. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, send us off here. You know, I want to know if, um, you know, at, you know, eat that pussy four, four, five would be a good uh, boss or not. A good boss. You know what? This does not have. Oh, this has 76 co-authors. You know what? I've never seen anything with that many co-authors in academia that wasn't excellent. Yeah. Well, that shows there's a lot of really good minds on it. Yeah. You know if one mind is good, 76 is. I mean, that's got to be at least 76 times as good. So. Well, you know what they say, fun. Matt? Too many cooks really make a good broth. Yeah. It's the broth <laughs> just really, really perfect. Um, all right. So step number one here. Uh, and keep in mind, this is how to be a good boss. So, uh, realize that management succeeds via the efforts of the workers. What do you think? Uh, here, um, okay, I'll continue. Uh, because you're in charge doesn't mean you deserve all the credit for the work being done. Your staff is responsible for the bulk of the work. You're leading them as they get it done to be sure all regulations are complied with, etc. <laughs> you know, I think, um, I gotta think like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking on two levels here. One is, does Doug Peterson do this? And the other is, uh, do Eagles fans do it? You know, I got to say, like, the 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 idea of, uh, you know, making sure regulations are complied with and largely making sure your staff does um, doesn't completely screw up. It seems like something Doug Peterson would be into. I have to think like he's a delegating man. He's a man who likes seems to like he loves regulations. Yeah. Oh, he loves regulations. This is like a regulating guy. So I yeah. think he does a good job. Goey, with it. Goey John Ham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. You know, Jim Schwartz doesn't like regulations. That's why he gets in trouble. But, you know, <laughs> Doug Peterson loves yeah. regulation. Yeah. You know, I think about when I think about, you know, myself as a, as a boss and then I think about watching all of these like world class athletes, you know, fight each other. Yeah. I just yeah. think about like I did that because I yelled at my TV. Yeah. I think, no. I think to myself, I think to myself, right. this is this is me. I did this. Yeah, actually, you're right, because, you know, when I tweet online um, when something happens and I say, wow, or oh, no, um, I know that actually because I'm in charge, that does mean I deserve all the credit for the work being done. So And they appreciate our feedback. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they really do. Um, also, I don't care if regulations are complied with. I have to admit I'm not a regulations guy when it comes to the Eagles. It is uh, funny to think that that's all that the boss does. <laughs> I really like do you work, I, oh, good. Do you work I, for a regulator? <laughs> I like that this guy also has a speech bubble and it's just a bunch of pictures of people working. Yeah, it's not actually a thought bubble, it's a speech bubble. Anyway. Like he's, like he's saying various people working and then just made it a picture. <laughs> All right. So, so number think, two. Delegate So okay. one what? one I think so let's let's keep a score. So far, Doug has one aspect of a good coach and the Eagles fan has zero. Right. So, so it's Doug one Eagles fan zero. Mm, okay. Ooh, I can see where this is going. Anyway, seen this game right, uh, delegate responsibility and then trust your people. Uh, mm. Micromanagers are never appreciated and shows disrespect towards the team member. Once you train someone to handle a task, allow him or her to handle it without interference. Different people have different approaches and someone else's way of doing something may be just as efficient as the way you would do it. Uh, this is a really long one. So let's end it there. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I gotta say that, um, 
as far as micromanaging goes, yeah, nobody likes that. I think we've no. all been there. Sure. I'm sure that everybody out there is nodding their heads. And no matter what you do, you can think back to like a time when a guy's like, no, 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 to, just do it here. Just here. I'll, I'll just here. I'll just do it. Yeah. And, right. and, and that's not a good feeling. I mean, maybe, maybe it, it could be, but it isn't. So it, um, uh, and then I think about all the stuff. Well, I mean, this has become a brand of its own. Where was the safety help? I mean, we got people who don't know a thing about a thing. All they saw was a TV copy and someone running open or, you know, running deep and there's nobody there except the cornerback. And, and you're thinking, ah, that's not what I would have done. I would have called I would have called the coverage that works. But like, look, you, you got to say, like, you delegate responsibility. You trust your people. I mean, yep. You don't know what happened. The safety could have gotten called away on important business. And this sort of thing happens. I mean, it just happens. So when I think about I think about micromanagement and I see all the stuff that happens on Twitter where it's like, oh, you know, they called a went sprint out to the right and, and it didn't go anywhere and I wouldn't have done that. Like that's that to me, that's pretty micromanaging. And and it makes sense that a lot of it would take place in a microblogging service. What do you think? No, I think you're right. Uh, you know, I think to go back to the difference between them and us, I think, you know, Doug has his guys. I think he's a guy's kind of kind of person, you know. I don't think he, you know, I don't think he can get into his doghouse. He doesn't seem to have that many emotions. He's sort of like Jim Caldwell that way. Um, but he, uh, you know, he definitely trusts his people. You know, we were talking about before the podcast started, we were talking about Jalen Mills and the finger wag. He doesn't really get in his face about that. He lets him work that out on his own. Um, so, I, you know, I and I agree. I think we micromanage way too much on Twitter. The thing I'd say, though, I think we should get a half point as Eagles fans as a boss for this because we are committed to having one particular opinion about a guy, no matter what he does for his entire career, um, which is like, you know, that's Bryce definitely Craig. true inertia. Yeah. Right. Like I, you know, as a, as a rational fan, I assume were he given a chance, Bryce Treggs would be, you know, getting 120 yards and two touchdowns a game because he's a strong vertical threat. Um, and I'll believe that till the day I die. So, you know, that, that I believe, I believe in him so much and I want him, I want his style, you know, I want him to, to be himself. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny too, because you know, that four years from now we'll still be talking. I mean, this is the sort of thing that happens, you know, I, I'm trying to even think like the people that we're still talking about, Philip Hunt or something like that would be like, oh, man, I, yeah. I just really feel like if, if, if Bryce Treggs had gotten his chance, he could have, Oh, he could have really been something. It's a shame that he's been on four more teams in two years and <laughs> now he's sells medical supplies, you know, like that sort of thing. The, 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 the quintessential, I mean, NFL story where it's just like, we ain't seen him. I bet he's great. But Jack Iguanu or whatever his name was. Uh, Emil Iguanagu. Yeah. Oh, no, Emil Jack Iguanu. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. And um, then, uh, what was uh, the, who was the, the tight end from Florida? Oh, Clay Harbor. Uh, no, the other guy, the guy who never got healthy. He had like a million torn ACLs. Oh, God, what was his name? Yeah. Ugh. Because Clay Harbor was from USC, right? No. Where's Clay Harbor from? Here we go. I'm going to use Google again. I looked up, Flor I looked up Florida tight. Oh, it is it is Florida. Um, oh, Cornelius Ingram. Cornelius Ingram. That's right. Clay Harbor went to Missouri State. <laughs> the the amount of <laughs> the USC of Missouri. Yeah, right. This is this is a really good. Um, this is a really wonderful uh, little uh, side um, sideshow we could do of uh, Florida Gators who were Philadelphia Eagles. Trey Burton, Cornelius Ingram, Riley Cooper, Javon Kearse, and uh, Harold Carmichael, the immortal oh, Carmichael. They've had 
they've had a couple of other Gators come through here. I think. It's, it's always, I, I mean, like, I think so. Kind of but... Surprising. Yeah. 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 Oh wow. Soon to be. Uh, soon to be Joe Hayden, right? Yeah. Right. Well, apparently. Wow. I didn't. I don't even remember that. I guess Chad Lewis. I didn't remember that Chad Lewis didn't play in the Super Bowl. That tight end Jeff Thomason went to the Super Bowl instead of him. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to the so, right. topic at hand. <laughs> so, so I think this one ties in nicely. Um, tip number three, step number three on how to be a good boss. Okay. Know your employees to know your strength. This is very zen. Oh, uh, yeah. Watch your staff. Get to know them as individuals. Maybe speak to them. Uh, <laughs> understand their motives, whatever that is. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, understand their motives, whatever that is. Do your best to understand. Okay, this is weird. That that allows you to enhance, adjust, and align your motives with your goals. All right, we've gotten far afield. So the tip here is know your employees. Wait, no, 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 keep going. The the cream always rises to the top, and it's your job to figure out which employees do what is required in their jobs, and employees do all they can in their jobs. There is a huge distinction. And uh, you know, not to get too far into it, I'm sure that the uh, the, the more adulty of our listeners will immediately have a couple of guys they think of i know that my dad always talks about it. i think he calls them dead wood but uh um, oh, like the hit hbo uh, drama <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> uh but anyway the uh um it's interesting it, you know uh so okay so all right know your employees to know your strength and i definitely think that that is i mean we've talked about that probably with both of these so far with this team is it is what it is if you're wishing that like these guys could be different or I mean, hell, if you're writing off these guys because their flaws are clear, I don't think that either of those are particularly productive or particularly, mm-hmm. you know, meretricious. So let's t- let's dive into them here. I think that I think that one guy really exemplifies this a lot. What are you doing? Me? Yeah, what's going on over there? What's up? I nothing. Okay, sounds like somebody's sawing wood. Uh, hey, you know, right. you should you should know though the um. Meretricious means uh, apparently attractive, but having in reality no value or integrity. Um, no, mer- meretricious means with merit. No, it doesn't. All right. Or of relating okay. to or characteristic of a prostitute. All right. Three, two, <laughs> one. Uh, all right. So tip number three is know your employees to know your strength. And I think that there's really one guy. Right. Look, this team is what it is. And I think that, you know, if we're going to write them off or, um, you know, dump on these people or just say that these guys will never really be uh, anything or that we wish that they were like somehow completely different players. Um, I don't think that's really fair. I don't really think that that is helpful or productive. Um, I certainly don't think that that is how you know, these people do things in the pros, but I think that one guy in particular, when I think of stuff like this, I think the one guy in particular really jumps out to me and that guy's Jalen Mills. Now Mm. I think Jalen Mills, uh, we've already talked about a little bit, but Jalen Mills, he got a lot of hype in training camp and that's fine. I have no problem with guys getting hype in training camp. And I especially have no problem with guys getting hype in training camp because guys that get hype in training camp get an unholy amount of crap brought down upon them. And I don't think that that's really fair at all. Like this guy is probably overperforming maybe against inferior talent maybe he's just you know a confident guy maybe he hit the ground running maybe he's really really good but whatever the reason is then suddenly people are just like all right guy i had to read your name a half dozen times in march so you know so like you better like be amazing 
Yeah, and like, okay, he's a seventh round rookie. He's, you know, kind of a tweener, no no true position. I mean, this guy is what he is. And instead people are like, oh, there you go. It's too slow on this one thing. Like, that's it. Just Let's just kill him. Like, you know, that sort of <laughs> right. thing. Like, this guy's strength is is not that. I mean, he's he's savvy. He's uh, like a pretty good, uh, got a pretty good eye for the ball, all things considered. You know, and and... You just got to know, look, know your employee, know Jalen Mills, know who he is. If you see a guy running deep, like that's not like Jalen Mills shouldn't just get tossed in the wood chipper for that. Like that's not just how it works. And um, I think the other thing that re- that people really got on him about was the finger wag. And I look, I even heard John and James complaining about that. And I told them in advance. So don't don't like tattle on me. But, you know, I told them in advance that I was going to sort of t- take this to task because I'll be honest, I like the finger wag. I think it's kind of fun. And like if the dude does something, I mean, getting a pass defense in the in the NFL is like that's not an easy thing to do. Not many people will do it. I won't. You probably won't. I um, actually have defended several passes in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, finger wags. No, but look, I, yeah, mean, no, I, I mean, I just think it's f- I just think it's funny, this attitude that like, look, dude, don't celebrate unless you're good. And I say you're not good. So don't celebrate. <laughs> I just think that that's that's such like a that's such a like a, a bizarre way to feel like like what if Jalen Mills does become really good? Well, when will he be allowed? Like, is he supposed to keep some running model in his head like a like a weighted moving average for you stat geeks out there? Like some sort of something that like, oh, you know, I'm going to take into account like how do you choose the window size? I mean, his last 25 plays. How was he good enough over those last 25 plays to merit wagging a finger? And then like. What if his next play is bad? Like, does that somehow make the finger wag even worse? Like, no, it's just him wagging a finger. Get a grip. Right. Well, I think, you know, the, the thing that the, – we're just laughing about the weighted sample. Um, the <laughs> poor guy, like, gets so close, like 24 plays in a row he does well, and then he just, like, he's so ready to do the finger wag. Um, yeah. It's like but, Mario Kart, you know? Yeah, it's exactly – just like most things, it's like Mario Kart. Um <laughs> but um yeah i think it's you know it, it, the the thing that stands out to me about this one is that you know people getting frustrated about the wide receivers not um getting space which i get i get frustrated about the wide receivers not being able to create space too um but we like we constantly gripe about it on twitter like that pass would be great if the wide receivers could make space or must be nice to have wide receivers who can create some space against DBs. And like, yeah, it must be nice, but the Eagles currently don't have any of those guys. And so like, you kind of have to understand who they are. Like they just have a bunch of, I, I feel like, you know, like the Seahawks do this a little better than the Eagles do. Right. Like since golden Tate left the Seahawks, they basically just have a bunch of guys, I guess like there should be one or two of those guys in the Seahawks that are like really good and fast. Now who we keep hearing are really good and fast, but it seems to me, it's just like, you know, whatever, like whatever player they have, that's sort of like not super interesting who somehow can get like five yards on a DP and get a touchdown. Right. Yeah. And Doug Baldwin, he went to Stanford. Let's yeah. See. Doug Baldwin. There we go. There you go. Uh, molecular physicist at Stanford. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did a lot of work sure. with, uh, uh, with noted scholar Franco Moretti. Um, very important uh, guy and uh, NFL player. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the Seahawks just kind of do that. Like they just kind of throw to these crummy wide receivers and they, they deal with it. Like they don't always – they never really have an explosive offense, especially when they don't have Mar- uh, Marshawn Lynch, um, which, you know, we've seen this year. Uh, and I think like the Eagles sort of have that going for them in, in a certainly worse way. I mean they don't have Jimmy Graham. They don't nearly have the talent on on that side of the ball. But 
they just kind of have an offense that doesn't really run through the wide receiver. And we see uh, we seem as like fans to be completely unable to 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 get over this. Like every single time we're just like, you know, why aren't you? You know, why don't they create space instead of saying like, yeah, they can't create space. So I guess they're going to do something else. Yeah, and we have sort of seen that, and I guess um, the sort of prevailing winds are, I wish it wasn't that way. And you know what? Me too. Yeah, right. If wishes were fishes. Mm-hmm. We That's have right. no need for water. Uh, all right, step number four. It makes no sense. Most bad bosses are under the mistaken impression that there's something threatened about this. No antecedent. See me after class. Because the bad <laughs> boss thinks that he or she is the only one who can perform a given function. No idea what that is. Let's just move on. Well, Number five. <laughs> empower your staff to make decisions capitalized and don't second guess them. <laughs> the image to this is so good. Yeah, it is. Guys, if you're not if you're not seeing this, I don't know, maybe you're in the car. Don't do this in the car. Uh, but if you're not in the car, just just do yourself a favor and Google how to be a good boss and then check out these images. Whoever draws these is not paid enough. Number number um, five is just this guy looking extremely smug while a woman applauds him. <laughs> like, he's basically he's doing the Asante uh, arm arm full yeah, effort interception thing over here. He's living my dream right here. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think? Uh, do you think that uh, the Eagles players uh, have the benefit of not being second-guessed? Um, in a, in no. a word. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think – you know, I think this is the one – Doug is, is 4-0 right now. Um, but I think even he gets a gets a zero here. I think there's some second-guessing that goes on. Um, yeah, that's, that's true. It's been tough to watch. It has been. And I think, you know, there's definitely – well – you know, the real second guessing that's been going on with Doug is Doug second guessing himself. It's true. The real second guessing is inside you all the whole time. Yeah. yeah right. No, I, I think it's I think you're right. I mean, he sort of walked back a couple of things. He's been aggressive. You know what though? I gotta give him credit. Like he stayed aggressive. He he sort of backed off from it and then he thought, No, that's not the this is not the football coach I wanna be and I mm-hmm. and you gotta applaud him for that. But um yeah, I think that, you know, uh, empowering his staff to make decisions. I certainly think that, you know, as far as Wentz goes, he's been empowered to make decisions. Um, and, I and yeah, the second guessing, that is an issue. But Well, you know, I mean, uh, this is as, – as fans, I mean, this is why someone like Brandon Graham blocks us all. I mean, I'm on Brandon Graham's blacklist and I've never said a bad thing about the guy. But I get why he does it because if you have like, you know, however many people are in Philadelphia adding you – saying like you know your mother should have like had an abortion or something like that um you know you I'll never forget i'll never forget the all-timer the hall of famer right here was the guy telling namdi's charity that he had a bad haircut <laughs> it was like at awesome foundation your haircut's stupid and it's just like man that is an all-time great like the, the, char- the charity dropped him like they just they you can't you can't go on mm-hmm. after that yeah, the charity was like, we're going to find an athlete with a better haircut. <laughs> but, he, uh, you know, I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, you just like, I get why Brandon Graham would do that. I get why why the Namdi Asimov Foundation probably blocked that guy. Like, you know, you can't, you can't do your job if you have a million people telling you you suck all the time. Yeah. Uh, I think, actually think that um – <laughs> that might bring us here to number six. Help them learn to work out issues without your intervention. <laughs> to people just like screaming at each other. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This is something polemic about this picture, but, uh, you know, so, okay. Help them learn to work out issues without your intervention. Um, yeah, I don't know. Pass. No, you know, I, I, I want to take this one real briefly because I think, 
you know, based on the fights we heard about during training camp and the, you know, the ways in which there's a lot of, um, you know, they, they aren't really uh, litigating culture as much as Chip did. Could be insane the coaching staff does this. Um, and in as much as we have no control over this fragile world we live in um, and everything that happens is completely out of our hands and we're flying through, you know, space at a million miles an hour. Uh, I think we as Eagles fans also do this uh, because we cannot control anything. Yeah, didn't somebody hurt Jordan Matthews? Was that Jalen Mills who hurt Jordan Matthews? Uh, maybe. In training camp? Yeah. That sounds like a pretty pretty likely scenario. And everyone was like, come on. Oh, well. Anyway. Oh, yeah, because it was the light. That, that's, no, that's right. That was the tackling. Yeah. Yeah. And were, and yeah, and, and you know, just to help them, help them to learn to work out issues without intervention. I mean, God knows they don't need to hear it from us. Um, I actually yeah. think that one of the overarching themes of this episode might be: please stop tweeting at athletes. Oh God! And if you cannot, if you cannot bring yourself to stop tweeting at athletes, stop tweeting at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a, a couple of things I should say here. You know, stop tweeting at athletes completely. If you can't stick to athletes who like to be tweeted at, like Brandon McCarthy or Sean Doolittle or like Trevor Bauer for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> don't tweet at Trevor Bauer. He seems like an awful person. But, you know, those people it would be cool to tweet at. It's fine. They like it. Um, probably like Darnold Dockett or whatever, uh, who's not active anymore, but likes yeah. to be tweeted at. And then, Fun fact, uh, a guy I went to high school with, Darnell Dockett asked him if he could cheat off him in, a, in an exam. Did Did the guy let him? Uh, would you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. think that's how it went. Okay, cool. Um, but uh, <laughs> the um, – and if you can't – you know, that, that would be the next thing. And if you can't stick to that, the main rule is do not tweet at 17-year-olds who are not going to the college of, like that you root for. You oh, yeah. Leave those poor 17-year-olds alone. You know, I'm only really tangentially into the college. I mean, I like college football, I guess, but there's like the whole college recruiting thing. First of all, I mean, it's just such a it's just such a total and utter disaster, but Oh, it's awful. And the, then like, yeah, oh boy, it can only, I can only I can only imagine or hell just think about like the things that those people see like you're just some 18 year old starting quarterback 110,000 people watching him (laughs) just like hey man I heard you got a like a bad butt like (laughs) or whatever like just can you even imagine like the sort of thing you're just a kid I'm 28 I'm not equipped to deal with this like can you imagine I think about those I think about those kids and I think about like 16 year old Latin American prospects who like sign with some, you know, Venezuelan summer league team and like someone finds their Twitter and it's just like, can't believe you signed with the Braves. Like you asshole. <laughs> and it's just like some kid who, you know, before signing this deal, like was, was own owned, you know, dirt and a baseball. And like, yeah. <laughs> this poor kid has to see some jerk. You hear stories like, about some of the Latin kids and like having to use like cardboard boxes as gloves and you know yeah. crazy stuff like that. And yeah, so anyway, it's just well, anyway, but yeah, just don't. Well, I'm gonna have one right kids. here in our backyard. How we all chased Wendell Smallwood off of Twitter. Yeah, it's you know, I mean, he had some bad tweets, but we didn't need to do that to the guy. I mean, he just all all he did wrong was get drafted in the fourth round. Yeah, the, the, the tweets were like from 2011 too, so he was like 16 years old. God only yeah. knows what would happen if you would have written down everything I thought at 16. Probably would have been while, like, I'm hungry. For a while, I had a very pro-bullying stance, which I can't imagine would play very well right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I used to have a blog spot that was Beatles-themed. I'm glad no, one, I'm glad no one listens to this. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. Number seven. 
deal with any problems quickly and directly. Uh, that is a big old no. Here's oh, one. Yeah. I'll start. I'll start off with this. Dealing with any problems quickly and directly. Uh, I don't know. This doesn't really because we don't really deal with these guys directly unless we tweet at them, which you shouldn't do. Um, but here's <laughs> what I will say as far as the quickly thing goes. I've been enjoying the Halapulavati Vaitai uh, redemption story. That should not be. Yeah. This, this kid is not – he is not some reclamation project. He is a rookie and he had a bad game and it was his first game and I just have no – I have no earthly idea. Look, he might not turn out to be anything all that special. I think Jimmy Kemsky said like – I don't know. You know, He could be something but right now he does – nothing he really does makes you like go wow. But look, the dude played – he's played – well, I'm sure he's played 300 and some snaps by now. His first 40 or so snaps were like not that good, especially like eight of them. And right. that's it. That was all we needed to see. And then now suddenly we're like being magnanimous by being like, well, you know what? He can play on my team. Like, give me a break. There's nothing like quick and direct about this. It's just like, here's a guy. He like got to a rough start and it happens. God knows every time I've ever started at a job, I've hit, you know had a tough time hitting the ground running. Every time I've started a new project at work, I've had a tough time hitting the new ground running. And I mean, this guy's a he's a professional athlete, and I can only imagine what sort of pressure and everything's going on with him. So there's nothing quick about that. Yeah, and and yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think Vita is a perfect example. Um, and he's such like you know he's such the guy that you would want to like if you were looking at him in the draft. He's big. He's projectable. He could potentially play right tackle. And you'd give this set of outcomes as like you'd say like, yeah, like he had one bad game, but looks like he might be able to be a swing tackle like or backup right tackle here and there. And you'd say like, wow, in the fifth round, that's great on draft day. And now, of course, all of a sudden, because he has to start, we're like, well, he better be uh, Jason Peters, too, man. Yeah. Or and if he's not, I'm going to like just be real glad every time he like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just so strange to be like, you know what? I forgive him. Like, good. Great. I'm sure I'm sure he's thrilled. So um, do you want to um, I mean, this just seems like something we need to do. Do you want to uh, show uh, show our viewers or tell our viewers how to deal with the situation by role playing the way that the WikiHow article uh, wants us to? I don't know. Do you want to do that? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, so you I'll be, be. You want to be boss or Evan? I'll be. I'll be the boss, um, and you be. You be. Um, Halapulavadi Vaitai. <laughs> okay. Okay. Halapulavadi Vaitai, I need you in the office for a moment. I've said this in a neutral or pleasant tone. I do not want to come out in front of customers or peers with my guns blazing, bellowing. Halapulavadi Vaitai, get in the office now. This is between you and Halapulavati Vaitai. Halapulavati, the cell phone call. Is everything okay with your family? Yes, that was just my dad, who is also named Halapulavati, <laughs> wanting to come, wanting some help later. Okay, I see. We're all human, but when you're protecting Carson Wentz at right tackle, you cannot take personal calls. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's just that my dad, who is also named Halapulavati, doesn't have many opportunities to talk to me. I understand. Nevertheless, when you find you can't end a personal call immediately, I'd like you to leave the offensive line. When customers see you taking an obviously personal call instead of protecting quarterback Carson Wentz, it looks bad for you in the business. <laughs> you're, not th you're not done. Our customers do always have priority unless you have an emergency. Yeah, that was my mistake. All right. 
Glad you understand that. Ideally, I'd like to let your phone go to voicemail when you're at work on the offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles, but at least leave the position of right tackle if you can't end the call immediately. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So so don't belabor it. Don't nag him about it. Certainly don't post that you can forgive him. (laughs) Just Just let him get on with his job as right tackle of the Philadelphia Eagles. Just tell him, you know, next time, don't let Ryan Kerrigan sack uh, Carson Wentz 20 times um, and just assume that he can do that, you know? It's funny. I don't know that we're ever going to – I'm not sure that anything on here is really going to address the key issue, which is that, like, like yelling at these guys doesn't make them any better. Uh, I think number eight will do it. Yeah. Tell your Uh, staff how much you appreciate them in front of customers if possible. This is great advice, actually. I wish uh, (sighs) – anyway. um, (laughs) So tell your staff how much – yeah, in front of customers if possible. Uh, And that's nice. It's nice, I guess, to tweet at them. All right, so I will take this back. It's nice to tweet nice things at players. A lot of them read that. A lot of them take it very personally. Um, And I'm sure that a a lot of them would like to hear, like, I love you. J Matt, J Matt, J Matt said like Kisas, Kisas, Kisas. Anyway, um, yeah. So the um, I, I would think single. <laughs> the, I would think that um, that that would be the sort of thing that you know. Okay, yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Uh, now, do we do that? No, we do not. Number nine, uh, <laughs> show your appreciation by doing things for them. <laughs> I think. They go the extra mile for you, as in many of them will die much earlier than they should have. Uh, you do something nice for them, which I guess is boo them when they do bad. So so there's a couple of things going on here. Again, the picture is amazing because the guy is holding an award that just says outstanding award with a big golden circle. So um, I think I think we're here to we're, we are to infer that this guy has won the Golden Circle Award for outstanding awards in the field of award making. I, I think you know, like outstanding only, film goes to filmmakers. The outstanding award goes to award makers. Yeah, that's the only thing that I can imagine or else he's gotten an award for being the most outstanding person around like in, I, I guess I guess in the field of award making, he made sure that all regulations were complied with. <laughs> Good callback. Um, But, uh, you know, no, I think like we actually do the exact opposite of this where like, you know, the NFL does this, which is crazy because the NFL is a terrible boss. But the NFL gives like, you know, pro bowlers cars and stuff. You know, that's nice. You know, if you you win MVP of the Super Bowl. Is that right? Or am I just thinking of the World Series? Don't you get something if you win the MVP? No, of the they, they win the. Well, they do the. They always get a car and they always get like a trip to Disney World. But yeah. I think those are provided. Yeah. See, that's like nice, and it's you know, it's it's minor. They could all afford the car and the trip to Disney World, but it's not about the thing. It's about the gesture. And yeah. I think we actually do the opposite. Like when we buy a jersey of a player and they do badly, we burn the jersey and act as if they've done something to us. So we actually like give that we take something away from them. Um, yeah, and then we then we tweet them the video. Yeah, it's it's not very nice. It, which you know, if someone's burning something that you wear on yourself, um, especially if you're a person of color in uh, Donald Trump's America, I can't imagine that makes you feel very good. Yeah, and I I guess maybe at this point they've learned to laugh it off. But I mean, you could see like a lot of these guys they don't come from big time programs, or they weren't like total absolute stars there. I don't know. You know, I think that like like we're not all like. You know, some big time SEC running back, like with the really thick skin. Some of them yeah. are, some of them are just like 
guys, 23 year old, you know, young men who are just the same as, as the rest of us, like sort of mercurial and a human. So, um, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, cause we're all human here, but um, some of us, yeah, it, uh, but yeah. I can't imagine like going to a, yeah, like I, I went to college at a small school and then went to graduate school and I felt like a small fish in a big pond. And I can't imagine like that plus my teacher that like pulls me aside and says like, hey, you piece of shit, you ruined the day. Like you, yeah. <laughs> you're the reason we're failing. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're bringing the whole class average down. So yeah. I, I don't know. just like burn my button down <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> yeah. here's, here's what I think of this. <laughs> Here's what I think of your Legend of Zelda beer shirt. <laughs> or, I don't know. However you dress. Okay. Oh um, Not like number, <laughs> number 10. Learn to be an effective listener. <laughs> Look, uh-huh. these guys, they give press conferences four times a week. And we listen you know, to none of it. And we, and, Or if we do listen to it, we just roll our eyes, laugh at it, you know, like ignore it. Oh, why isn't Bryce Treggs playing more? Well, because he's like behind. Oh, yeah, right. Like, oh, crap, hang on. Sorry, my Apple TV shut down and then the TV came on. Oh, I thought someone was hurting in your house. <laughs> that would sure be something. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... Um. These guys, they give they give press conferences like three or four times a week, and you know we never listen to it. What the you know they'll somebody will ask them a question, they'll answer the question, and then Sunday calls rolls around, and we're like, so can you tell me again why Bryce Treggs isn't playing? And you'll be like, well, nothing's really changed. He ran three routes from one spot from one side of the field in college, and he hasn't really quite picked it up yet. Or can you yeah. can you tell me why Nelson Aguilar is on this team? Well, he makes a lot of money, and they still believe in him, even if they don't. Like, whatever, you know, learn to be an effective listener, read between the lines, figure it out. You can do this. Yeah, we're like, really, really bad at listening. And, and like, not just that, but we're we're unable to sort of imagine that, like, tone or context or you know, even, like, even, like, the the words that are used to answer a, a particular question matter. Like, we read – all we do is we read, like – you know, Brandon's excellent. And this is, I'm saying for myself, even I just read Brandon's recaps of the press conferences. Um, cause he does such a good job. Brandon Lee Gowton of, uh, of, uh, birds 24 seven. He does such a good job that I feel like I don't actually need to listen to them. And probably on balance, um, if I'm going to make like sweeping generalizations about whether or not Doug Peterson should be murdered, um, I should probably actually like watch his press conference. Yeah, and even if he's not particularly inspiring with the media, like it's it's fine. Like just learn to be an effective listener. Like if, if he if somebody asks him this question and he gives you the answer, like that's the answer. Yeah, you know, there's no, no more like trying to get inside people's heads. That'll drive you nuts. Believe me. Oh, yeah. um, all right, so we got we got eleven and twelve here, and these are just things you should always do. And I think I'll let you take us out here. Okay, so eleven, always say thanks to them for what they do at work. Um, and I think we do this as Philadelphia fans, you know, especially when we tweet their name in all caps, um, <laughs> something good or bad, uh, they can always just interpret it, uh, one way or the other. And, uh, you know, they can always just feel good about themselves, even if they dropped a game winning interception or, uh, you know, see their name surrounded by like, UG. uh, it's not actually saying thanks, but it kind of is. Um, <laughs> and, 
finally, uh, you know, always say neat. People don't hear that word enough in uh, everyday life. And so next time your player of choice does something neat, uh, you should tell them that. You should tweet them and say, hey, Brandon Graham. Use the hashtag neat and we'll retweet some of our favorites. (laughs) That was a real neat sack. Hey, neat drop, Nelson Aguilar. (laughs) I think, you know, I think, and you know, this is going to ruffle some feathers, but I think the 69 nice thing is, uh, is done. It's over. Yeah. It's Um, really, it is. It's really over. I think we should bring, uh, neat into play whenever anything cool happens. Just tweet hashtag neat. Yeah. And you know, the picture that goes along with this is a woman (laughs) and she's got, she's got some sort of demonic grin plastered on her horrible face. (laughs) And she's got a she's got a like a speech bubble coming out of her. Right here it says always say neat. And she is of course saying Good job. Good job. And um also her head seems to be casting an inordinately large <laughs> shadow on her neck. But, but you know um, you know what that means about her is that also her brows are casting enormous shadows in her eyes, which I mean yeah. she must have the most she's sunken got, eyes in history. She's got sunken eyes and a massive head. She looks like she looks like she's like wearing I like my coffee. <laughs> She looks like she's wearing makeup from uh, like Gem and the Holograms. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh of course, like what this means is that uh, she's not a good boss. Uh, she's not saying neat. She's saying good job. Good job. Yeah. And everyone's sick of hearing about Everyone good job. Everyone hears that. Just say neat. So, so, yeah. Yeah. I think the, what I've taken from this, Matt, is that we're not doing a good job. You know, we're not being good bosses. But WikiHow is not here to make us feel bad. It's here to help us be better. So I think if we can step back and start saying neat a little more, this is what I've taken from it. We can grow as a fan base. Yeah. I, you know what? I think you're right. I think, um, I think, and I, and I, I, for one, I would really welcome that because man, oh man, when the Eagles are losing, the last thing I want to hear is like a bunch of like, I told you so kind of crap about like, Oh, I knew that like the Jalen Mills finger wag was going to cost us a game. <laughs> Or, you know, God only knows what else. So Yeah, yeah. just say neat. Just say neat, right? What's Remember that. They'll know what you mean. People, people don't hear it enough. No. Um, <laughs> so I think that's it. It's going to wrap us up. I hope uh, I hope you guys all learned a lot about how I would not want to work for any of you. And yeah. also, Ugh. I will be graduating at some point, so please hire me. Um, well, unless, you, unless you're just like want to hire him to yell at him about football. Don't do that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> bad um, job. Yeah, so uh, I think we'll we'll end it there. Um, cool. Thanks for tuning in to Don't Go to the Phones, Episode 3. And uh, hopefully we'll be back a lot more. Um, probably try to get back to doing this once a week now. Yeah, that, I think we can. Uh, now that we've seen our way clear a little bit through, through all this stuff. Uh, all right. Cool. Uh,